You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. I was told before we started recording that I was lucky that I was going to be getting a sober partner with the news that happened yesterday regarding LaMelo Ball. Yes, you are. I feel like we can all sympathize with that. How are you feeling not 24 hours later, but even just about 12 hours later after we heard the news. Yesterday. I am. I, I'm at the point where, you know what? It's not. Uh, again, I just want to trade everything that's not nailed down. I, I That's where I'm at now. I trade everything. <laughs> You're right. Trade everything oh, and man. everyone that is not nailed down. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Um, that's where you're at, and we're going to get into a little bit more of that here in today's pod. It's brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. So we got the news yesterday. LaMelo Ball, rookie of the year. He is expected to miss the remainder of the season with a fractured right wrist. And that comes in after the Hornets announced it uh, Sunday evening. Uh, Ball will not be formally ruled out for the season until after meeting with Dr. Michelle Carlson at the hospital for special surgery in New York early this week. But sources told ESPN the injury will end his dazzling debut, as they call it, after 41 games and with the Hornets currently in the playoffs as the last seed in. Uh, you see this, Nada, the fractured right wrist. It happens in that game against the L.A. Clippers. And it happens in that game um, in the first half earlier in the game where he tries to catch himself on a fall and then he continues to play was clearly bothering him. And then a couple of hours before it was announced that he had the broken wrist or the fractured wrist, it was actually announced that he would be probable for tonight's game against the Spurs with just some wrist soreness. And then we found out because of the MRI, it revealed the fractured right wrist. And I believe it had something to do in between uh, the shooting. Uh, it's the, it's in the area of the thumb on his shooting hand. So yeah. it's in the area of the thumb on his right hand. We already knew it was on his right wrist. And now he's expected to miss the rest of the season. Not of the guy was sensational this season. And I did a little bit of a eulogy of the rookie season, put that out on Twitter and put it out on ESPNCLT.com. The guy is going to finish at least as it stands right now, second in points per game, second in rebounds per game behind James Wiseman by point one. The only reason he fell behind Anthony Edwards is because deservedly so the guy's been very, very good the last handful of games or so scoring the basketball. Uh, first in assist is what Lamella will finish. Really good advanced stats, considering he's a teenager compared to all the other rookies that are out there in the NBA. Shooting a good field goal percentage, especially when he started with the Hornets, and he's shooting a good field goal percentage from three overall and since he started on February 1st. That was the first time he started a contest that came against the Miami Heat. It, it's been amazing. It Not the guy made the Charlotte Hornets must-see TV basketball, and it made everyone want the Hornets as their number one league pass team. The expectations weren't there so much to the point where it was drowning uh, what we were finding entertaining this season. Next season, that might come. And, of course, as these players might catch you off guard initially, then you start to put expectations on them, and then you start to, you know, maybe the criticism comes later. But we were all extremely happy with the way that this team was playing 
playing, and now we get some pretty devastating news as Hornets fans and NBA fans yesterday. Yeah, it, it, you know what? Honestly, this season was cursed to begin with when everyone started trying to – when the league – justifiably tried to make as much money as they could on the back end to make sure that they had a financially viable season and make sure that further seasons down the line were were financially viable. But this season is cursed. LeBron literally the day, like hours before, twists his his ankle to where he's going to be gone for six to eight weeks. Like, I wish we could turn injuries off. But when I first heard about the news, because again, like you, I saw that, probable like just wrist soreness and i was like okay cool we're gonna be fine again i'm not gonna worry about the worst case scenario and then because i've turned my notifications off on twitter and it saved my saved me mentally in so many different ways um i went and i looked and i saw that Lamelo ball was out for season and walker i'm not gonna lie the first in the first like inkling of idea I had was, you know, let me go play in traffic. Just let me go play frog. Let, let me just go do that. Um, the next thought I had was this season's over. And the next thing I had is, you know what? It's, we haven't gotten into mock draft hype yet. And that was the third thought. Let's go just call Doug Branson and get him on once a week. And then we can get him to get hyped over these mock drafts because that's the only thing that gets me hyped right now is that, you know what, at least there's a chance that there's a semi-decent player under the age of 21 added to this team. And that doesn't necessarily mean the worst thing possible right now. I am not really willing to talk playoffs. I don't want to think about playoffs. I just want to think about the next step and go from there. That's that's just basically about it for me right now. Well, I mean, the, the guy, <clears throat> the guy was incredible, and you know, it starts off with a Cleveland game where he goes scoreless. You know, the first game of Lamella Ball's career, it wasn't very good. <laughs> he doesn't get a ton of minutes, but also doesn't do much when he does get into the game, and he goes zero of five from the field, playing just over fifteen minutes, and then immediately the next time he's out there, five of ten against. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they lose by a couple points, and he hit a couple three-pointers, and not ever since he started, I gave you some of those numbers, and it's a guy that clearly has ran away with the Rookie of the Year award, where he's actually putting up historic-type numbers for somebody at his age, numbers that are that belong to Hall of Famers for what they did in their first year. It, it's incredible, and ESPN was tweeting about him constantly. You had all sorts of NBA outlets tweeting about him constantly. Not only was he giving you advanced stats that help you win or where you, the people that buy into that thing hardcore were all about him, but even just the fun that he brought every single time out there on the court. That's what ever, that's what made a must-see TV. It's what made a must-see basketball. And then you got to kind of see Miles Bridges come and, and, and rise up to the occasion this year and play a lot better. P.J. Washington has benefited a little bit more as the season has gone on. Terry Rozier benefits more in a catch-and-shoot role, even more than what he did last year. So LaMelo, he rises everybody's game, and you get to see 
some really exciting basketball that LaMelo brought. I don't think it's hyperbole to say it's the most entertaining product that we've had here in Charlotte since the early 90s. If you wanted to debate me, what you could go is you what you could do is try to bring up Kimball Walker and he was really entertaining player as well, but the teams weren't nearly as entertaining as what we had here. LaMelo clearly has a better star power than what Kimba does. And when you we would even go back to the Baron Davis and that the closest we ever got really to a conference finals with Diddy and Jamal Mashburn, David Wesley and all those guys, dude, th- we did some rewatches um, over the summer when the pandemic hit and we had no basketball to talk about. And as much as I love that team and I love that team, the basketball is tough to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's not yeah. a good product at all. And it's not necessarily all that entertaining despite Diddy going up and slamming on some people every once in a while. That was fun. But other than that, Whew, not the greatest basketball in the world. It, th- you have to go back to the early 90s when the Hornets were a national icon, when people wanted to wear the Zoe and the Muggsy and the LJ jerseys. That's what it was. And the fact that that's going to end because LaMelo Ball's not there, that's unfortunate. I don't want to take away for the other guys that have had good seasons, but clearly this is all brought to everyone because LaMelo was the third overall pick and the way that he's performed. And it's a sad time right now. Hopefully the future is still as bright as it was before the wrist injury for LaMelo, but it's awful, awful news to see something that we all enjoyed so much go down the way. Honestly, you know what it is? It's like basically having a really, really, really nice sailboat with a really pretty sail, and then someone decides to shoot the sail with a flaming arrow, and now the sail is on fire. That boat is in the middle of nowhere, aimless and adrift. That's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> Aimless, adrift, no hope. I don't like. Thankfully, locked on pays me, so I'm going to watch these games. But if I was a fan, I'm not gonna lie. I'm oh. very hard. Pro- oh, no. I'm very hard pressed to find a reason to continue watching this. I, I really do. Um, I think you are. Yeah, I. I hate that you're in that space. <laughs> you're you're delving into a bad yes, space. Yes, I'm, I'm in a bad headspace right now. Yeah, you really are. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to help you out at all throughout this episode, but we're going to continue to talk about some of those other things. And I know you said you don't want to talk about the playoffs, Nada, but let's talk about at least the chances oh, no. of it and what it might do at the trade deadline. But first, we'll get to Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, not an elite athlete, in case any of you needed some clarification. Just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension. Using Theragun Signature Percussive Therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone, whether you want uh, to uh, treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun uh, Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. In the Theragun app, it learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds and uh, of thousands of customers, and it's also trusted by me. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $190. Go to theragun.com slash 
Locked On right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's Theragun.com slash Locked On, Theragun.com slash Locked On. We'll talk more LaMelo Ball injury news coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless... Like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today pod wherever you get your podcast. Also, Bet Online AG is a website you need to visit if you're a degenerate and you want to have some skin in the game with these NCAA tournament contests. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. So Lamelo's out, yes. Nada. That's yes, just it what is. it is. That's the news in front of us. And even though it's not 100% that he's out for the year, I think most of us expect that confirmation after he does visit Dr. Michelle Carlson in New York. And once we get that news, it's going to really suck. But that's just what it is for the 2021 season the rest of the way. How is the season affected? And I'll let you take it whatever angle you want. You can go playoffs. You can go trade deadline. You can go the product that you expect to see on the court. You can expect, I, I don't care. Just how do you think, what what comes up to your mind when you think of how this year is affected with LaMelo Ball not playing again? I say it like this, and I said it at the beginning of the podcast. If LaMelo's done for the year, you have 40 games of evidence of how well everybody reacts and responds and can grow with Malik, with, with LaMelo Ball. So you are going to so at least for me, if you are going to if you're Mitch Kupchak, you have to form the roster that best can grow and best can again can, can contend for the next five, six, or seven years with LaMelo Ball, considering if he signs his extension, which he probably should. So the first step of that is taking these next three days. And again, the trade deadline is on Thursday. So if you do not feel a Devontae Graham fits with LaMelo Ball, you, you take offers right now. You open this up. If you feel a Malik Monk does not fit with, with LaMelo Ball, you take offers right now. If you feel like P.J. Washington or Miles Bridges does not fit, you, take, you start listening and take offers Anyone that is not Gordon Hayward, which you can't move, and LaMelo Ball should be up. Any discussion could be had right now. That's where I'm at is because right now, very little of this matters to me. Playoffs don't matter. Um, basically, making sure that this team is as competitive as possible for next season is the only thing that matters 
So if you have to trade to get extra picks in this 2021 draft and build a nice young core around him that will fit these will fit the talent and the skills of this team, yo, do it. Anybody can be had. And I, again, I love Terry, but if Golden State called and said, "We'll give you the Minnesota pick and um and Kelly Oubre for it." I'm doing it. Like that's where I'm at. Anything can go. There is I have no loyalty to anyone but LaMelo on this roster. That's where I'm at. Yeah, so not a why does it change with the injury? Because I don't think you've ever been a fan of even making the playoffs or going to get something in the open market to go try to get the playoffs next this season anyway. So it so what changes for you with LaMelo Ball's injury and the fact that he'll miss the rest of the season most likely? I think what changed for me is the fact that He's done for the season. I thought that this team was at least going, if you were like asset gathering mode, wasn't going to need to happen because you were going to need need guys to finish the season because the, se- uh, the season is so brutal. What changed is the motivation behind going to the playoffs. Seeing LaMelo Ball in a playoff situation totally interests me. It doesn't now because I like, this is, and I, we talked about this off wax a little bit. My biggest fear, quite honestly, is LaMelo coming back in a playing game situation. Like, there's nothing to gain. Like, you shut him down immediately. There's nothing to gain. And with James Borrego, you know that he's mad scientist enough to have this team competitive to where they're in a playing game situation at this point. And I think the only way that you're going to be able to, I'm not saying mess with the calculus so so much, but to make sure that they are definitely in the lottery, you're going to have to take away some of his toys. So, yeah, like, I think if you're going to get into asset gathering mode, the, the LaMelo ball injury gives you a perfect opportunity to basically be like, okay, we can pivot on this. Yeah, so here's where I am. Right now in the NBA standings, the Charlotte Hornets are currently in the postseason, but they're the eighth seed, and they're just a game ahead of the Indiana Pacers, who reside in ninth place right now. Same thing with Chicago. Their Hornets are a game ahead of Chicago, who's basically got the same record as the Indiana Pacers. You could fall enough to catch Toronto, who's three and a half games below. That's certainly possible. Cleveland is four and a half games. I don't think they're going to be any worse than Cleveland. So really, you're looking at a possibility of three teams passing you in the standings, and I just don't think that they're worse than the Cavaliers, despite losing LaMelo Ball for the rest of this season. So that means that you've already done enough damage this year to not necessarily get one of the higher draft picks without some luck, like you got last year in the lottery. I still don't mind the Charlotte Hornets. Of course, the players and the coaching staff, they're going to do whatever they can to get to the postseason. But I didn't necessarily want to sell assets to go get a guy to help you get to the playoffs this year um, before LaMelo was hurt. And I certainly don't want to do that now. But also, it doesn't mean to sell everybody, right? Because for me, it doesn't mean to sell anybody that's on the roster. That doesn't change at all either. You know, this is this is something where... P.J. Washington is a promising young forward. That hasn't changed because of LaMelo Ball's injury. Miles Bridges has made some big-time strides. He plays really well with LaMelo. So we'll see what happens without Ball on the floor with Miles Bridges. But it doesn't mean just because he's out for the rest of the season to get rid of him for 
some kind of first round or like some late first round pick or something like that. You don't want to sell him for anything less than 100 cents on the dollar. And I think that's true of a Devontae Graham who makes the most sense to trade. I, I don't think that this – what I think happens is that it makes more sense for the Charlotte Hornets to not go out and get somebody to help them make the playoffs this season. It does make more sense in that regard. But it doesn't make sense to just completely have a fire sale with this team I, I, because that's only setting this team back next year. And the year after that, if you're only doing this for first round picks and other assets that you don't know are going to be as good as PJ, who we feel good about. Miles, who I know you feel good about. Malik, who has really turned a corner this season. I don't think it makes sense to sell those. Well, hold on. I guess I need to clarify this. If it makes sense, like if you're telling me, so if you're telling me, that you have an opportunity to get probably what's most likely a lottery pick in in this 2021 draft. You're not taking it. For who? Like I'm, I mean, I mean if, if, if someone's offering you a 2021 pick that's probably going to be in the lottery for P.J. for PJ Washington or Miles Bridges, you're not taking it? I mean, I guess it depends. Is it going to be a top five pick? Because, yeah, I'll, I'll do it for a top five pick in this draft. But if it's going to be just top 14 or if it's going to be one of these teams that has a chance at making the playoffs and, and might not, then or, or might not, then, you know, no, like I and, and plus, I don't it, does the value change of anything? I just don't know what what kind of return you would get that makes. All right. Well, at first, this return, I wouldn't have sent PJ out. But now this return, I am going to send PJ out. I don't think that changes. I think what changes is you not looking for your Rashawn Holmes come hell or high water at the trade deadline just to make the postseason. I think you hold off on stuff like that now because, yeah, it's going to be really tough to make the postseason, but it doesn't mean to sell the young assets that you have on your team right now. I don't think that at all. I, I If you're going to come at me with this great trade offer and give me a first-round pick that's really high in the first place, then, yeah, I just don't think the Lamella ball injury changes that for me. We do got to get to one other segment. We can continue this conversation, but we're well past time. So I do want to talk to you guys about Blue Chew. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, there's no problems here. Blue Chew's sildenafil and tadalafil tablets are chewable, and Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from the extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can try BlueChew free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. And that's BlueChew.com promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month for free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. We wrap up what's an unfortunate episode today on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. 
<laughs> and again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're well. Yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious, <laughs> unexpected exactly. ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. Also, the Built Bar Madness, it's still going on. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. We're still going with the coconut against white chocolate birthday cake uh, bar right now. That's still the matchup. You can go to BuiltBar.com and give your input or you can go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. So you think, Nada, that you would be a little bit more active now as far as selling some of the pieces for the right price, and I don't think much has changed. If you were to, how, how do you think the Hornets are going to perform without Lamelo Ball as the roster is currently constructed? Whether it means more minutes for Malik and Devonte, and the combination of some of the guys that you do have healthy with the backcourt, do you want to see more Grant Riller now that Lamelo Ball is not going to be in the lineup? What are some of the on-court decisions with the roster as it's currently constructed, Nada, that you want to see, and how you think it will? Be? I worry about the backcourt. First thing, like the first thing I thought of when Lamelo got hurt was. I do not understand how this is going to work in terms of who's the backup point guard now. Because now we're talking about Malik. Is Malik going to be the point guard? Is Cody Martin going to be the point guard? Is Caleb Martin going to be the point guard? Are they bringing up Kobe Simmons? Grant Riller has proven, unfortunately, that he is not ready yet. So I don't think Riller's in the plans. So who's going to be this backup point guard? That's my first concern. The next is after this, like, are we going to get that special run of play that we saw at the end of last season with this team? Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. If we get that kind of special run of play, then, yo, they're going to be in this for longer than I'd probably like them to be. But if not, then they're, they're going to, like, there's going to be questions like the style of play is going to be very, very similar to last year. There's just not going to be as much flash. There's going to be a little bit of growth here. And I wonder if they're going to start hitting more threes because Devontae's in the lineup more. So I think we're going to see, again, this, this is a stretch for people to get paid. This is a stretch for Devontae to get paid. This is a stretch for Malik to get paid. Everybody else, like, we're going to see. Like I, I honestly wonder what's gonna be what's gonna be of Cody Zeller at this point because Cody Zeller is kind of a in, is injury prone at this point. So, like, what are we doing here? Like, I do worry kind of about what this team does look like going forward. Yeah, Kevin Pelton wrote on ESPN earlier today. This is what he wrote about Lamelo Ball being out. Um, he discussed uh, the impact. He he discussed the impact on um, 
what was going on with Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier when they enter the court together. So he said, per NBA advanced stats, Graham and Rozier lineups without ball have played nearly even this season at a negative 0.5 net rating. So Charlotte's playoff push, it's hardly sunk, but the Hornets find themselves with little margin for additional injuries at point guard. Either Ball or Graham has been on the court for more than 90% of the team's minutes this campaign. So Rozier will be asked to do more playmaking than he has all year. That worries me if that's going to be the case. And Charlotte doesn't have another traditional. That worries me, by the way. That's not Kevin Pelton mm-hmm. saying that. That's me g- giving you a sidebar. Yeah, <laughs> not totally to Kevin Pelton. <laughs> and Charlotte doesn't have another traditional point guard besides rookie Grant Riller, so an injury to Graham or Rogier would force Borrego to rely on Hayward as a point forward with second units, which I think could help because we've seen Gordon Hayward. He does have the ability uh, to be an assist guy. But to me, Nada, I think you're, you're looking at Devontae going back into that point guard role. I'm interested to see how much they're going to lean on Malik because Malik's a better playmaker than Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is a shot maker, and he's done a really good job in a catch and shoot and off ball role. But I think Malik Monk is a better decision maker with the basketball in his hand, certainly facilitating. So I want to see if that's something that Malik takes on a little bit more. Does his minutes start to go up because they've been trending downward lately? And I think you have to go up because of LaMelo being out. So it's Devontae and it's Malik, man. Like those are the guys that you're paying attention to as much as any. And then if you do want to bring in a Grant Riller just to see, uh, I would like that. I, I think that would make some sense. Um, but yeah, it's Devante and it's Malik Monk to see one, if Malik can continue what has been good play this year. And if Devante can start to give you some more consistency as the year goes on as well, because I think Terry has already established he's going to have a good year. Like, yeah, you could completely tank the last 30 games or so, but as long as he doesn't just fall off the edge of a cliff, then it's safe to say Terry had a really good year. It's all about Malik and Devontae right now with LaMelo being out, and I'm interested to see how those two guys play. Yeah, I'm very interested in to see how those two guys play because, again, at this point, they're they're the ones that make or break your season. And I I just, like, I do wonder if they're going to add somebody if because of the disabled player exception, which I think Bobby Marks wrote is somewhere in $4 million, and I think they're not going to get that much of it. But, um... I do wonder if they're going to be one of those that goes and gets a guard and picks up a guard off of waivers once all this uh, musical free, again, free agent chairs after Thursday hits. And I wonder if they're going to get a guard. Um, Outside of that, I just like my expectations are minimal right now. Just don't don't embarrass yourselves. Don't get hurt. And I hope I kind of hope we see some movement now. I hope this changes the I really do want this to change it because now it's about maximizing LaMelo's time. And I'm not saying go sell, but now you just have to really go and maximize the amount of time he's going to be in here. And you have a really, really, really good chance of doing that now. And I didn't think that was possible before. I do want to see with Miles Bridges, who clearly benefited so much with playing alongside a LaMelo ball. I do think Miles can play well with Devontae. And I think when we've seen LaMelo out, we, we've seen Devontae hook up with Bridges on some oops. And again, I do think he's the better decision maker of, you know, a Terry. If those are good, I, I, you know, because you presume Devontae is going to enter the starting lineup again. That just seems like what's going to happen given what happened before LaMelo entered the starting lineup. So I just want to see how much we get with Miles and Devontae going forward. 
and and maybe even a Malik, but a little bit more so with Devontae. I think that's another guy I'm interested to see how his performance is going forward the rest of the season. An unfortunate episode just because we have to talk about LaMelo's season-ending injury after what was such an amazing campaign. Uh, real quickly, Nada, let's talk about the ROI award just one second. Rookie of the year. Do you think that uh, or I guess I'll say, what are the chances you think that an Anthony Edwards or maybe a Halliburton, although I'd put my money on Anthony Edwards, can anybody catch LaMelo after he's going to be injured for a significant portion? If of the Anthony season? Edwards stays healthy, he's the rookie of the year. He's the, like point blank. If he stays healthy, he's the rookie of the year. And he shouldn't be because LaMelo was clearly far and away the best guy, the best rookie. But traditionally, traditionally, that doesn't happen when you only have five again when you only have 50 percent of the you've only played 50 percent of the season unfortunately so i just like i i really wish Lamelo would get it i hope voters remember that but as we've seen before voters have very very fragile memories and unfortunately i don't see it for him this year so for me i think i think he's still gonna get it and kevin pelton writes in this piece with espn too like yeah you're right for other awards especially mvp the amount of games that you play it matters it does matter less for rookie of the year and he points to a couple of examples Kyrie irving mm -hmm. he won rookie of the year playing 77 percent of the games same thing with brandon roy who played 70 percent patrick ewing won it playing just 50 that's 61 percent and so lamello if his season truly is over, we'll have played 57% of the regular season games. That's just under Patrick Ewing, which was the lowest percentage given in these examples. It's going to be close. Joel Embiid, he was hurt when he was clearly the best rookie, but also only played 31 games. He didn't even reach 40. So Joel Embiid would be the extreme of that. But Lamella was clearly going to be rookie of the year. And we had given some attention to Anthony Edwards because he went for 40 because the last five games or so at that point, he had gone for like 30 points per game. And it, it was an awesome stretch. I'm, I'm happy to see him do well and become a better rookie than maybe even thought he would initially. I don't know. But he's not the best rookie out of this class. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I think LaMelo's still going to win it, and I think he should win it. But I admit, I admit it is going to be close because of the amount of games that he is going to miss. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to recap the Spurs game. 